0: This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better.
1: Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can learn from their story and challenges. Today we have another great guest, Emma Liley. Emma is one of those people you love to be friends with, always organising days out and celebrations. When I met Emma, she had moved to Dubai from the north of England. She'd lost her dear mum to a routine operation had just finished a successful corporate career with HSBC and had only one child. She now lives in Australia with her husband, is a mother of three children, and is focused on her health and fitness, and actually plays rugby for Melbourne University Club. With all these moves and life events, you can imagine Emma has lots to share. Today, she's going to give us some insight to her story and how she made her life better. We're so happy to have you here today, Emma. Hi, thanks for having me. It's been too long, it's been too long. please can you
0: tell our audience a little bit more about yourself oh wow well um, yeah defined by my three children I think I have three lovely kids I have a 14 year old 10 year old and an eight year old two girls and a boy um, rugby mad kids rugby mad husband a working mom juggling, juggling kids and yeah my health really
2: Thank you Emma for sharing all that. I'm loving that the rugby the rugby uh, passion runs in the family and I definitely going to ask about how did you end up playing for Melbourne University (laughs) but before we go there I'm curious to hear because obviously uh, you know flair for a long time if you've been listening to the podcast you know that we are passionate about living a life a healthy life um, in all aspects so I'm curious to hear about more on that front from yours so how has that commitment to your health made your life better, and I suppose as well, to the life of your family?
0: Look, mine's been a a fairly long journey. I think from the last fourteen years finding out that I had um an underactive thyroid after my old, having my eldest daughter, and just really taken more focus on that physically. And over that journey, over those um, those 14 years, really the touching into more mentally what, how that's helped me and emotionally and kind of more recently kind of post, kind of during lockdown over here in Australia, seeing my kids really struggle with, with that, kind of that emotional and social element and kind of trying to drive our health a full 360 health to help them really. Um we have um there's an awesome woman who I've met in my time in Australia, an amazing coach who has this really big saying called, um, if you see it, you can be it. And during lockdown, I kind of took a big step away from my health and You know, you kind of let things go. You're, you you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Um I'd started a really new high pressure job just just as lockdown hit us, and you know homeschooling and all of that kind of really overwhelmed me, and I kind of let ev- I kind of that, let that take precedent over everything, and I wasn't really doing anything very well. I kind of saw my eldest, especially Keris, I saw her really struggling with the same things, and she was no longer motivated to be out there and 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 do any of our activities even like kind of on Skype with our groups and and she kind of um lost her focus and didn't want to get out of bed and you know and kind of that was that was really all of our family and I kind of thought look I'm not looking after myself how can I you know give my daughter and my girls the right kind of role model how can I you know, I'm asking them. Come on, guys! You've got to get up. You've got to get. You've got to do this. You've got to look after yourselves. You know, it'll make you feel better. But yet, yeah, I'm not doing it either. So it's really living that. See it, so you can be it. You know, if the kids see that activity, they see the impact it has, then surely, you know, they'll it'll hopefully inspire them to do the same thing. So by putting myself first in, in certain parts of my day. And making sure I have that time that i'm eating well that i'm exercising um really taking my kids on that journey too, and that kind of was our kind of was uh, our new focus on um our health and wellness, not just physically but that kind of emotional mental health as well
1: yeah I mean that's totally moves it to my ears because as you know <laughs> i've always had to <laughs> exercise to keep. <laughs> Sane and to keep those uh, leveled, to be leveled emotionally, and I have so many clients, friends who say that it's selfish to put myself first. I need to look after my children. I need to do my job. I've got a husband, but the ripple effect of us not putting ourselves first is parents is hugely impactful on our family. Because like the coach said in Australia, if they see it, they will do it. It just has that kind of osmosis effect without even realizing, you know, it's a ripple. And my husband was always worried that my oldest daughter wasn't really sporty. She's really academic. She's happy to read a book. And we never really pushed it. We let her do it herself. And it's unbelievable how now she's become, you know, now she's 14. She's going to every club possible, sports club. And it's not because she's good at sport, because she isn't. She had really bad eyes as a child, but it has paid off because she's now just going because she knows the benefits of health and exercise. And she'll say, I want to go before school because it makes me feel better. So I think that message that you've just said is so important for parents. The kids actually, doesn't matter how much we say to them, <laughs> they do what they see. <laughs> That's it. and. Um...
0: 100% and they you know it's yeah and for me much the same I, I went through a very stressful period of my own kind of kind of emotional like, like a difficult time in my career um, I had three kids and I was really struggling and a friend out in Dubai introduced me to r- running and she kind of said to us she kind of gave me a focus she's like come on Emma why don't you do a half marathon before you leave?" I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and she set me a schedule, gave me a task, and suddenly I found that through that run-in I had the space. I gave myself the space to process what I was dealing with, and and it just gave me that bandwidth to kind of go out and yeah, and get through it, and and kind of you know, I'd have my own internal monologue going for the first hour, and then and, and then I'd once I dealt with all that, I have had another hour of actual peace and quiet and you know my mind was settled and what you can actually deal with then is um oh it's awesome it was just that was a revelation for me and since then yeah running's been my my therapy (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this Emma after knowing you living in Dubai <laughs> our audience, when we used to go for a run Emma used to say I'll meet you at the coffee shop <laughs> so for anyone out there who really doesn't want to run or doesn't think it's for them there is hope for everybody if oh, they, Absolutely. <laughs> if they set themselves a goal I think that's really important You know, I'm not breaking any records by any means of
2: imagination, but like, yeah, it's just, I love it. (laughs) And what I'm doing, (laughs) because, you know, I can relate to that, uh, and I know that Flair can testify to that. For years and years and years, I said that I am not a runner and I will never be. I like, you know, exercising, doing sports, playing tennis. Absolutely, I'm there. But running was definitely not on my priority list. And now, you know, since the tail end of last year, it turns out that I'm actually a runner. But what I wanted to sort of capture from what you were saying, Emma, is that above it all, yes, of course, if you can uh, go out running and do that sort of exercise outdoors is fantastic. But what I'm hearing, if I'm hearing correctly, is that need of creating that safe space for you that it was only yours to kind of allow yourself to be free to just go out there without any expectations knowing that for the next hour it was just going to be you with yourself and sort of creating that safe space to just be and if any thoughts came then that was perfect if any thoughts didn't come then that was perfect too and I think that's the message I would want to extract from that learning that is like, if you can add the running to that sort of practice, then, you know, even the better. But what I'm hearing is that importance of, you know, that pivotal routine of just allowing yourself a time to be with yourself, to kind of become acquainted with yourself again or connected to yourself. And then from then on, you're better able to fill back your tank and be able to help, um, in your case, Emma, your three children, your husband, comply with the demands of this, you know, high-flying, stressful career. But, uh, you know, that's that's sort of the bottom line, is make sure that you're allowing space for yourself to re-nourish.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's just, I'm not the type of person who can switch off or sit down. So... for me that physical exercise means that I'm still in motion but I can turn my brain off and I you know and I will cut that time out of my day because I know it's good for me physically but it also gives me that kind of that mental space that space to process my thoughts my stresses and my emotions yes awesome you know and you and and yeah, and I mean, and then moving into different type of exercise as well, you know, I, I get a very different benefit from playing a team sport. And then, you know, there's the yoga and all of that kind of thing. But um, yeah, for me, that any of that activity just, yeah, it's carving out that space for me in my day that I wouldn't do otherwise.
1: Mm. What I'm hearing as well is how important it is for us to quieten that mind and get back into the body when you're playing a team sport you're focused on the game so you're not thinking about all the things you should and shouldn't be doing and what you've done in the past and what your children are doing and are they doing it right and should you be doing it better that mental chatter is so unbelievably draining and actually quite unproductive so if you can find times when you're doing team sports or yoga and you switch off the mind or running, even if you allow a certain amount of time where you let the the mind think and then you go into that peaceful space, it is actually the mind that causes so much emotional suffering. It's the thinking. Yeah, and exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so people think they're physically exhausted, but actually it's mentally exhausted most of the time.
2: And emotionally, which, you know, I want to reflect back on what you were saying, Emma, which I think has been the case across the board, only in your case kind of like, you know, made you even more aware by seeing it in your 14-year-old daughter. And is the fact that, you know, we've been also going through a period where we've been emotionally exhausted. Because with so many changes, uh, being in lockdown and you know prevented from, from seeing our loved ones for such a continued period of time, we also need to understand and be kind to ourselves on that front. We've been through quite a bunch of emotions over the period of 15 months, uh, which in context for everybody's life is just a very short period of time. So let's also be kind to ourselves on that front and understand for those of you listening that if you are feeling drained and constantly tired, yes, it may have something to do with physical exhaustion, but if you're sleeping well, if you're eating well and yet you're still feeling drained, you're still feeling exhausted, chances are we're talking about a mental or emotional exhaustion. So be kind to yourself on that front too, and then shortly you're speaking out and talking to somebody who can help you on that front too—friends, family, loved ones, professionals. You know, there's a lot of resources out there to help you deal with that too and and make it better. Absolutely, and I think it's to maintain
0: that for me is all is. Always- has become something that i have to be have to make part of my routine i'm lucky that i'm surrounded by you know really positive individuals and it's making sure that you know i know those people who keep me on the straight and narrow and keep me um you know energized and keep me moving in that right direction and it's carving out time to to have those in my you know those in touch with those individuals in my week and um, you know, carving, putting, making sure I have that exercise in there, but um, just to kind of maintain the momentum and maintain that positive, you know, just that ongoing positive energy, you know, which because there is kind of times when, you know, everybody has them when life is just more difficult than others, you know, other that moment. So it's just making sure that for me, I have to make sure that in my routine, in my week, you know, I'll go for a walk. I have, I have a weekly walk with one of my friends who I always come away from that feeling more all around better so that's that's something that's important to me I make sure that always happens so it's just getting those uh, rhythms I think to life to make sure that um yeah that you kind of have that onward positive trend
1: mm. and what I'm hearing is that awareness fun. you're you're very aware now that you need the exercise you're very aware that the people that you have around you whether they're drainers or whether they're energizers and that is so paramount to feeling good about ourselves you know if we have too many people around us that are always absorbing our energy taking our energy it has a negative effect and if we don't get into those like you you called it I love the way you called it rhythms and we coach, me and we call it like these rituals that we need to keep our, our momentum. But that rhythm is a lovely way of putting it, isn't it? Mm. Because it's true that if you, if you get into a rhythm, you do create more energy. It's that momentum. Energy breeds energy. Now, I don't think uh, we should get you off the hook of, you know, you've moved country. And I know loads of people think about how amazing it would be to live in Australia and move country. And I know you've moved country twice, so, what advice or what insight can you give to our listeners about that?
0: Personally, I just think why why not? Um, you know, you have to challenge oneself to grow and experience things to grow personally, and you know, you've got to kind of grasp those opportunities. And I think, you know, my experience has been a positive one, but I think you just have to you have to grasp them. What's the worst thing that can happen is you know you don't like it, you you go home. <laughs> <laughs> so you know and it's not to say that it's necessarily re- always easy but I think yeah I just tell anyone to embrace it you know go and experience it it's the what you'll learn about yourself and another country and um, and what you can take away from that is, is so rewarding so my trick was from having been to Dubai and kind of experienced that expat life so when I moved to Australia I was what I decided to do was, in the first six months, I said yes to anything. So whether it was coffee, drinks, dinner, I'd been a member of the school council, that was there. <laughs> you know, going on the PE, organising this, organising that. It's was like, yeah, put my hand up for everything. And then after six months, then I got to refine it. But um, for the first, and the amount of people who probably so and some of which who weren't necessarily um I haven't you know I'm not not necessarily kept in touch with but who those individuals then linked me to and the experiences that I had was awesome and that was that that worked really well for me me. um (laughs) but uh yeah it's been like it's been great I've got a you know I've we're very lucky we live in a A gorgeous part of the world. I've met a lot of lovely people, interesting people, yeah, and done some cool stuff. But I would say, always give it a go. Why not? Yeah, the worst that can happen.
1: Yeah, I love that, and it's all that really explorative curiosity, isn't it? And like you said, life's life's precious. So why not have a go and try new things? And the worst thing that can happen if you don't like it, you go back to what you know, don't you? And I love that saying, "Yes to everything" as well. I mean. That is a way. As you know, I've always been like that.
2: <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> Figure it all out later. Maybe I got that from you, Claire. <laughs> but you know, what I like to say for people listening, because obviously if you're a sort of uh, yes, can do, go get it sort of attitude or inclined person, naturally that's going to feel a bit easier to you to kind of like embrace it and face it. But for those listening to us who are a bit more, You know, maybe on the shy uh, scale or not quite there just yet. I loved hearing because I think you really put it in a context which was sort of very easy to relate to or make things a bit more embraceable, if that's even a word. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is the what's the word that can happen? You go back. It has a simplicity to it that all of a sudden, and that's what I'm loving hearing, sort of removes the expectation and minimizes the failure because I think that's one of the things that makes us a bit more cautious about making these decisions and is that that thought of what if I fail then that means I'm a failure and then what are the rest of the people going to be thinking about it but when you say well I'm just going to embrace this with an open mind an open heart simplifying it and thinking look." The worst that can happen here is that I just have to go back. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's the worst. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and I have had fails. (laughs) Fairly epic ones. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's how you grow and that's how you learn.
1: I don't believe they're ever failures, honestly. I just believe that they're like you said, they're learnings, and as Arianna Huffington says, they're stepping stones to success. Because you soon find out what you don't like, and you take the learnings, and you can you can improve, or you can decide to do something else, can't you? I mean, how you've got to learn and grow, otherwise we'll never know what our possibility is. So you're such a good example for people of you know you did have a lot of challenges didn't you early on with the thyroid and your mom and living in a different country and the stress that comes with that and leaving a career yeah well you know (laughs) there's, there's worse that can happen but um yeah
0: those I mean I think that's just it's so I think those are kind of common challenges for everyone really aren't they you know and it's not to say that during that time I haven't found difficulties in coping with them more just as I've got I don't want to say older but just more aware of um, how I suppose my body and my mind react to um, my activity so my exercise my giving myself like you say that space and touch and base how I've found those challenges easier to cope with.
1: Which is a brilliant message for everybody because Like you said, everybody is going to go through challenges. But if you can help yourself by looking after your mind and your body, then those challenges are easier to get through. You become more resilient, don't you? Because everyone you go through, it becomes easier because you know you've come through it before and you've been okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not to
0: say that there's times when... husband has to turn around and go to his emma (laughs) i think you need to go have a run (laughs) maybe (laughs) go get yourself out for an hour (laughs) well um, you know there's not you know there's often times when but you know that's it you know that's awesome that he can um yeah that he can point that out and he knows really knows me well enough knows me far too well that um you know how I'll respond to that. And it's just literally decompressing, de stressing. And then, you know, an hour later, you're a different person, aren't you? Yeah, yeah.
1: Totally. It's
0: identifying that, tapping in, using your tools to have a positive impact.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful tip because sometimes when we are on autopilot, which let's face it, most of us are or have been in our lives. It's so easy to fall under the belief that if we just keep on going, if we just keep on pushing, if we just give it one more hour and then, yeah, I'll just respond to this email and I'll just finish doing this and then things will just become better when actually just stopping, stepping aside, getting in that, you know, I would have run in or walk or literally just physically breaking in from the space that you're in. Can't have such an immediate transformative positive effect yet. You know, until we do that at least once, we are not aware of that. So, again, for any of you listening to us today, if you're experiencing that moment of I can't cope anymore, I can't do this yet, you're feeling like you have to, please step aside from your computer, from your phone, whatever it is that you're doing, go for a walk, run, a jog, whatever you feel like doing. Introduce that break today and just see what happens after that. Just give yourself that hour of chance. That's what I'm hearing from what you were just saying, Emma, that even your husband is also realizing now.
0: Oh, absolutely. And just that that break, that time away, the perspective it actually gives on the issues that you're dealing with, you know, be it work or kids or life in general, it's actually. It's, it actually puts it all in perspective and you kind of go you know yes I can deal with that there is a solution yeah that's in them in that moment is really hard to necessarily get to
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and you, the thing is you can't feel it until you do it so you've got to just do it and then you start realizing don't you it doesn't yeah, happen from thinking it happens from the getting that experience so Emma we have one last question for you oh <laughs> Can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better?
0: It's so important and it helps keep myself and my whole family happy, I think, is and positive. And you know, not to say that we're happy all the time, but like, you know, it keeps it has such a positive impact and on everything, just that whole focus. Um, and it's really important to me. Um you know to see my three kids yeah healthy and happy
1: mm-hmm. so focusing uh, on that well-being
0: yeah absolutely because it's not just about it's not just about those the grades and you know they're making the teams and they have to be have to be happier with who they are and happy in and, and resilient with them what's happening around them and you just want them to be able to feel that self-worth and that they belong and that they um, you know are able to deal with life and I think that healthy focus gives them the tools to do that. Mm,
1: I love that when you said you know getting them to really feel that self-worth and let them know who you know who they are is okay I think that is such an important message.
0: Absolutely and that's where the the rugby in our household plays such an important part because it doesn't matter know, what shape or size they are or whether they're fast or slow, there's a role for everyone in that team and the values around who they are as a team kind of come before everything else. And it's give the kids, especially the two girls, give them that space where um, yeah, where, where they do feel um, they belong, they feel that adds value. So that's why I had to get involved too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't want to miss out. <laughs> but I'm loving that's hearing it. there. And I think it's, again, another beautiful nugget is knowing that it doesn't matter who you are. You belong in that team and there's a role for you to play. And I think that, you know, that extrapolates to life. Like it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, how you do it that is a role for you to play in this big team called humankind. And I think when you see it that way, it really helps bring in perspective to everything and how beautiful it is that you get to play the game with others.
0: 100%
2: thank you
1: love so that. much thank you so much Emma I know that it's uh, late in Australia and you're on your way out to an event and you still gave <laughs> us your time so thank you and thank you to our listeners for listening one more week thank you for showing your love and appreciation and please share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it like leave a comment and subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next week and in the meantime Stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love.